0: There's often a lot of discussion about Donald Trump today, but maybe we should be a little careful with him. His friend just died. We'll be talking about Jeffrey Epstein case. We'll be talking about what's happening in Hong Kong. We'll talk, be talking about some of the stuff that's happening here in Oregon. Also, X-Ray in the Morning News of My Dad episodes can be found on your favorite podcast app like iTunes, SoundCloud, and X-Ray.fm. You can also download the X-Ray app. And now let's start. Time. The news of my dad, the show where we talk about the news with my dad. And here in studio live, playing the role of my dad is in fact my dad, the star of our show, Joe Smith. Pop, how you doing?
1: I have so much to talk about today.
0: This is a show we talk about the news. We try to talk about the important stuff. Sometimes we talk about the unimportant stuff. When it's unimportant, we try to say so. We take turns. Dad typically takes the first turn. Pop, do you have a shout-out?
1: I have two shout-outs. Shout First, I want to shout out for Simone Biles, who at age 22 just won her sixth consecutive U.S. gymnastics title. Friday night, she was very disappointed in her performance because all she did was just a little better than everybody else. Yesterday, she just blew everybody away. What she accomplishes is absolutely beyond imagination. And then I want to shout out. She
0: did, a, she did a triple-double on the floor, which doesn't mean 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 10 points. It does, I think, mean two spins and three flips. That's correct. In a row. And it, well, I'm not entirely clear how she got in the air so high. Uh, and she also had a, a balance beam dismount that nobody else has done. And the other thing, it's the Olympics are, what, only a year away, right? Yes, she might be able to do another Olympics. She almost certainly will. I mean, she's clearly the best gymnast in the world right now. Not I don't only, think she's going to the best in the world of all right time now, but of ever. And I don't think she's going to not be the best gymnast in the world in six months, right? I mean, it, it, gymnasts aren't usually the best gymnasts in the world at age twenty-three, but I think she's so much better than everybody else. I think she's still going to be the best gymnast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Simone yeah. Biles. And my second one is for retired General Mike Mullen who was, for a couple of years, the chair of the Joint Chiefs, who made a public statement saying, weapons of war, referring specifically to AK-47s and the like weapons, do not belong in civilian homes. Compliments to General Mike McMullen for speaking out.
0: Well, Bob. The opening story today has got to be the FBI and Department of Justice have opened investigations into the death, into the apparent suicide, into the unsupervised. Absolutely.
1: That's where we have to start.
0: Of Jeffrey and Epstein. Over the weekend, finance and accused child predator Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in apparent su- suicide in his jail cell accused of sex trafficking crimes going back to the early 2000s involving dozens of women and girls as young as 14 years old. Now following his death, the FBI, Department of Justice and New York Medical Examiner's Office are all looking into why Epstein was taken off suicide watch. He was found dead about 24 hours after court documents and related case shed new light on his alleged crimes. Dad, I have more, but why don't you take a turn?
1: I think we need to mention that according to DDT. Well, you can't say according to DDT because he doesn't really say it. He just retweets stuff. He has retweeted an accusation that Epstein was murdered by the Clintons.
0: And exactly why that's why that's your first why that's your first thing. I think is why he tweets that kind of stuff to get you because not only did you oh. say he retweeted something, you even said the content of it. Like you just helped that rumor spread.
1: The rumor is pretty well out there.
0: Attorneys for Epstein...
1: This 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 guy is becoming the epitome of evil.
0: Attorneys for Epstein's accusers said that they hope that the federal prosecutors will pursue charges against associates who allegedly facilitated his crimes over the years. The case against Epstein exposed the names of prominent men in politics and business who associated with him over the years and who various accusers have alleged participated in those activities. They include President Donald Trump, Alan Dershowitz, Bill Richardson, former Senator George Mitchell, all of whom have denied any wrongdoing. Uh, I don't think this puts to, I won't say to, uh, puts to an end the the Jeffrey Epstein uh, saga, but as they say, dead men tell, well, at least fewer
1: tales. Uh, Dershowitz admits he got a massage, and there's a story out that massage was the the word that was used in the Epstein circle for illicit sex.
0: The uh, he was put on suicide watch and was just removed off of it. And he was he was put on suicide watch what three weeks? Uh, did he end it three weeks ago?
1: Yeah, and he was on it for about a week and then he was taken off. And then normally they would have a
0: cellmate who would also be there watching, but they didn't have a cellmate and they had taken that cellmate out and they hadn't replaced a cellmate. And, it's, and it is, and it is and there was Washington Post up saying this is going to be, I think it was Washington Post, who said this is going to be a black guy for the Bureau of Prisons. Uh, meanwhile, will the Fox investigate the hen house? I'll say something else about the thing that you mentioned. When Donald Trump said the election is rigged, when he was pointing finger at someone else, he was pointing three fingers at himself. Repeatedly, Donald Trump has made a case about somebody else pointing that finger and the rest of the media not paying attention that he was pointing three fingers at himself. Uh, my wife is, of course, I shouldn't say of course. My wife has seen this pattern, and this pattern suggests to her that it, it, she wishes it would demonstrate that Donald Trump should be more damned by... Uh, the suicide by the death of Jeffrey Epstein, uh, but as my dad likes to say, we will see. Anything else on that, Pop?
1: No, but it is. But it does make me very sad because you had to hope that Epstein might have decided to try to bargain for leniency by saying who really did and did not participate so that both we would know, I have reason to to know, and to clear the names of men who are wrongly accused. Yeah, and part of the challenge here is that there are two
0: reasons why. You three reasons why you'd think this guy would die in prison. And one of them is that all these powerful men are being implicated by him, and we don't know all the names, and presumably there are more names, and that's the kind of guy who gets sent to prison and thinking, that guy's probably going to die. The second is he's a child molester. And he's sex predator. Sex predators are the kind of people that end up getting abused and dying in prison. And third, his life has fallen down around him. He is greatly shamed. He has nothing particular to live for, except for maybe to be afraid of those first two things. He's also the kind of person that commits suicide in prison. So the uh, you have strong... If, if you listen to Kant, who says go to motive, if you're looking for, or if you're mapping it to... Uh, Sort of statistical probabilities. They're indicators for any of those results, for any of those motives, for any sort of cause of death. Uh, but uh, anyway, the uh, Trump administration announced a rule that could limit legal immigration. Trump administration released a regulation this morning that could dramatically cut the number of legal immigrants allowed to enter and stay in the United States. It would be easier to reject green card and visa applications. It's the latest effort by the administration to limit legal Immigration and crackdown on illegal immigration. The 837-page rule applies to those seeking to or remain in the United States via legal channels, designed to ensure immigrants can support themselves financially. It'll be likely harder for low-income immigrants to come to the United States. Immigrant advocates have argued the rule goes far beyond what Congress intended. Advocates argue the rule discriminates against those from poorer countries. Uh, Dad, your turn.
1: International the uk is pulling out of is pulling their representatives to the european union out of european union meetings because Boer's saying that the, the that brexit is going to happen and so there's no reason for them to participate anymore which is really really very very sad hong kong the protests uh, are continuing, again, huge protests over the weekend, violence against cops, and I, I am predicting that China is going to act. And one of the reasons I predict that is that the Chinese propaganda machine is blaming the Hong Kong protests against Julie Ide, I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly, An employee at the United States consulate in Hong Kong, which is exactly like the kind of thing they did before the massacre at Tiananmen Square. And I I just think that the, the protesters are going to reap the whirlwind and it's going to be really nasty.
0: All flights are grounded at Hong Kong airport as protesters descended. Nearly 200 flights coming in and out of the city were canceled in the international airport in the last few hours. A small number of protesters have been demonstrating at the airport all weekend, but the mass gathering was sparked by allegations of unnecessary police violence on Sunday. In the early evening, the airport was filled with confused and frustrated travelers who weren't sure if their flights had been canceled or not. It's the biggest disruption yet to the Chinese-controlled territory's economy since protests began in June. Life is steadily returning to normal at the airport, though, except all the flights are still canceled, and there are hundreds of chanting protesters in the entrance hall.
1: Kashmir, India, has shut down television and other means of communication for the folks in Kashmir. They are sending in food to feed people, but there again, that's just a really, really dangerous, dangerous situation.
0: Keep going, Pop. You Malaysia. Said you
1: Malaysia has indicted seven top executives at Goldman Sachs, alleging that they were complicit in the fraud and corruption of former Prime Minister Najib Razak, who looted the Malaysian treasury It's going to be really interesting to see how that case goes along and whether or not they will be able to get extradition so that those Goldman Sachs gentlemen will have to face the music. Chase, Chase Bank has closed off its Canada credit card. It had a credit card in Canada and they decided to cancel the credit card, and to make it a nice, clean cancellation, they canceled everybody's debt in Canada on that credit card. It is just a shame that a couple of months ago, we didn't invest in a Canada credit card and run up the balance, because we'd be richer at this moment had we done that.
0: Trump administration is also, uh, I should say this. Uh, did you see what New Hampshire did about the gerrymandering bill? No. It was just—it was on Friday. Chris Sununu, who is the governor of New Hampshire, he's the Republican governor of New Hampshire, was faced with a bill. It was a bipartisan bill that was to block gerrymandering, uh, block gerrymandering, and he looked at this bill. It would have created an independent redistricting commission uh, to draw the voting maps. The commission would have been made of 15 citizens, five R's, five D's, and five unaffiliated members. Uh, and and supporters of the bill believed it would help remedy known uh, redistricting problems in their state. The New Hampshire Public Radio had found consistent Republican advantages in district maps in their analysis of 30 years of election data. And Governor Sunu looked at that bill with a bipartisan majority and vetoed it. He joined a Republican minority in the House, in opposing the bill he said that it in fact wasn't a problem he said that legislators should not abrogate their uh, abrogate their responsibility to draw districts that favored themselves. No, no, that's not what he said. He said should not abrogate their responsibility to the voters and delegate the authority to unelected and unaccountable commissions selected by political party bosses. So there you go. He didn't want the party bosses to draw the lines that would have benefited. What he really wanted was
1: what he really wanted was the majority that he believes he can continue to maintain to continue to withdraw the districts so that there will continue to be that majority, regardless of what the actual vote count overall for the state is, which is just typical. Before we leave International, I just want to mention, kind of a shout-out to New Zealand, that after the tragedy, the murders committed there by a far-right terrorist, Instituted a gun buyback program, and over 10,000 guns have been turned back in by citizens of New Zealand. Keep going, Pop. Okay, national. The Senate, that is the United States Senate, may actually consider gun legislation. Chris M- Mitch McConnell is clearly feeling the heat, and his constituents in the Senate peers in the Senate are clearly hearing the seat, so there may actually be a debate on the floor whether or not there will be amendments allowed to any bill that is considered. We'll wait to see d d t has said he thinks there ought to be a background check bill, of course he has said that before and then backed off when the n r a had a meeting with him the n r a is threatening him but but we shall see what do you think what do you think the odds are for there actually to be a sensible debate on the Senate floor on gun control, particularly background checks.
0: On... Oh, it's such a good question. I don't know. The, uh, the most important thing I'll say is I don't know. It is a... It's a very interesting political question. Uh, Mitch McConnell's approval in Kentucky is now at 18%, according to the poll that I just saw. Now, now to be clear, and that's very low. Uh, 18? Yeah. To, Whoa! To be clear, that means if there were nonpartisan elections in Kentucky, uh, that he would not be reelected in the US Senate would be my judgement if you had uh, but the brand of the Democratic Party in Kentucky is bad enough that i could imagine that person uh, having an approval rating of 17.9% uh, it is the case that there will be multiple districts in in which you know having having a gun murder and then having and then 2 weeks later or was it a week later having two gun murders in the same day have elevated re-elevated the discussion enough that maybe it'll be hard to wait. But we know that Donald Trump talked to the NRA, and we can just imagine what happened in that conversation. And and I could imagine two things happening in that conversation. One, somebody like Donald Trump saying, you know, it'd be really good. I'm with you, you're my friend, but it'd be good to do something because i got to run for re election. I'm going to do anything. They're going to hang all these uh, gun murders around me. we got to do something. And then, you know, somebody like the head of the NRA saying, this is the time you got to stand with us. This is the time when liberty is getting attacked. It is always after these tra- tragedies that we have to be strong. And otherwise, if we're not strong, then and if we are strong, eventually people will forget. They'll move on to other topics, and we can keep the status quo. Uh, and and I and I guess I have no particular if i am betting, which I'm not. If i am betting. I would bet that until Republicans lose control of the presidency and of the U.S. Senate, the same dynamic will continue. There is a I do see, though, there being a little bit of a chance that a couple Republicans will say, hey, let's at least do something. Let's at least do some. Let's at least do some red flag law. Let's at least do something to make sure some minimal background check to make sure that, you know, a particular person that we would like to vilify as the kind of person who's not really the kind of person that commits most of the crimes is doesn't get a firearm. So, you know, I, I, I think there's a 40 percent chance they could do something that won't take care of assault weapons. Uh, that won't be the kind of stuff that Elizabeth Warren just came out with last week and I should look at the bullet points of her plan one of the three parts was an assault weapons ban uh so I think it's more likely that it's the status quo because Mitch McConnell would rather not do anything and the NRA would rather him not do anything. And that's also because a majority of Republicans in the country and a majority of Republicans in his district would rather not do anything. A majority of the country, including lots and lots of Republicans, maybe at this point even a majority of Republican voters, would like at least something to be done. All right, that's enough word salad. Your turn. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. The House Judiciary Committee has asked the National Archives to give to the committee all of the Brett Kavanaugh papers of when he was (coughs) when he was in the White House or associated with the government before he was put on the Supreme Court. And that's a very interesting thing because Kavanaugh claimed when he testified in his confirmation hearings, both of them, that he had minimal involvement in various things, and it might turn out that his minimal involvement was actually massive involvement, and if that happens, if that turns out to be the case, it may be just almost mandatory for the Judiciary Committee to institute an impeachment hearing on Mr. Kavanaugh. And it couldn't happen to a nicer man.
0: Uh, the dad on the uh, uh, any, anything else on the international news front for you? Did you see what happened in Moscow? Tens of thousands marched in Moscow over the weekend for the fifth time in the month. People took to the streets to demand fair elections protesters defied crackdowns, what observers are calling the biggest demonstrations that Russia has seen in years. Many 60,000 people gathered to demand that opposition candidates be allowed on municipal ballots. The Russian government is now telling Google to stop advertising uh, mass events that they called illegal mass events on YouTube. Uh, There were dozens of arrests on Saturday. At least 1,600 people have been arrested in past protests recently, including opposition candidates. Meanwhile, a mosque in Norway was inspired by the El Paso and Christchurch murders. One person was injured doing a shooting murder inside a Norwegian mosque on Saturday.
1: And an old guy, an old guy stopped the guy before he could do any more harm.
0: The suspect was apprehended. The attack is being investigated as an act of terrorism. In an internet post, suspect praised the individual who killed 51, uh, oh, I lost, my, I lost my spot, uh, uh, who killed 51 folks? Uh, I believe that was at Christchurch. Uh, and Dad, your turn.
1: The uh, talking about what the House Judiciary Committee is doing. Jerry Nadler, the chair of the committee, has said that what the committee is doing now really does amount to formal impeachment hearings of the president. That that tactically may be very important because that's something that the Congress is then going to be able to say to the courts when the courts are considering whether or not they should be given access to DDT's tax returns and DDT's other financial statements, which DDT is doing everything he possibly can to prevent suing Congress, suing the state of California, suing the state of New York, all because apparently his tax returns are still under audit.
0: I don't think that's accurate.
1: (laughs) I don't think that's accurate either. But he must really, really, really be afraid of what's in those tax returns.
0: What what is clear is whatever is in those tax returns is much worse than any of us talking about how bad it is. You know, something I did over the summer, Pop, uh, the over the weekend, is I watched The Family. Are you aware of, I, know, I don't think you watch a lot of Netflix, but you should watch The Family, uh, and you have it at your house. Uh, do, have you heard about this? Did you hear about the book of the same name?
1: No, tell me about it.
0: It is about an 80-year-old organization that since 1959 was run by a guy named Doug Coe. Out of Salem, it's the it, these are the folks that run the uh, annual prayer breakfast, uh, and that don't put their name on the prayer breakfast, stay private and secret that the fact that they're the folks behind the prayer breakfast, that also run a place called Ivanwald, uh, which is which a, is a
1: place where a bunch of rich guys go supposedly to get cleaned up, mentally cleaned up. Is that right?
0: Well, uh, Ivanwald... Uh, that's. What Ivanwald is is a is a place where uh, young uh, Christian politician wannabes, young uh, Christian conservatives for the most part, reside together and live in sort of fraternal living. They have you might be talking about C Street, which is where uh, there's a number of members like Steve Largent, where a number of members of uh, Christian uh, Christian members of Congress lived together. Uh, where uh, folks like John Ensign and the governor, of South Carolina, former governor of South Carolina, uh, would go to get, um, and, and maybe this is what you mean. You're right. Cle- that's that's what I was. Up. That's what I was thinking of. Uh, and they, uh, anyway, it is it is a fascinating it is a fascinating look at what has been happening with power. And there are a few takeaways. I really do recommend people watch this thing. But there are a few takeaways from me. First of all its origins. It, or it, because it is viewed very much and I Yusuf Word, who was an intern at the bus back in the day, and his mom has been a, a longtime uh, activist activist and advocate uh, in the Portland community broadly and in the black community in Portland. And she was with a friend, I saw her at a movie and I was talking to her friend. Her and her friend runs a Friday morning group inspired by Doug Coe. And but it's a it's a it's a group that's half black, roughly half black, half white. Uh, and they challenged the, na- the folks of the National Prayer Breakfast. And it was really interesting. I'm going to follow up and see if I can get him on the show. Uh, and we had a talk at length. This was just like a couple months ago. We saw Captain Marvel, and we had a talk at length about the National Prayer Breakfast. He ended up being in the series. Uh, my concern, my concern, because somebody said, well getting people together to pray that could be good it could get people to look beyond themselves and not and not only be selfish not only be focused on the regular enterprise of the pit of vipers uh, and not and think about the best teachings of Jesus and of the New Testament but here's here's a few of the challenges even setting aside that the national prayer breakfast is not entirely but almost entirely white and conservative and yes, every president participated in it. Barack Obama participated in it. But its origins, the origins of the group, the fellowship that is also called the family, uh, that was started in it was started in Seattle by Abraham Veriti. Uh, and and you've had there have been so many now. U.S. senators have been part of it. So many, like world leaders now meet with these folks. Uh, Doug Coe was, is was called the most powerful man in Washington you've never heard of. Uh, it was started in 1934 in seattle by a guy named abraham veridi where he gathered 19 business executives and in fact in their national prayer breakfast uh uh, brochure or i guess i guess invitation or program it talks about this origin it says 19 business executives gathered to deal with a shared crisis but it doesn't share it doesn't explain what that crisis was dad would you like to hazard a guess what that crisis was
1: I am guessing the crisis had either to do with the rise of labor re- unions or the... Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. You got it
0: on the first try, okay. Pop, the very first try. In 1934, the, there, there were mass strikes. The National Guard was called in, and the business executives realized they were going to need force to protect capital. They were going to need the application of force to protect their power and their property, and that that force would be better and it'd be better applied and more legitimately viewed if it was applied somehow with
1: faith, if it was somehow attached to Jesus.
0: And this and this was the evolution of the coalition of guns, God, and greed. Now, be clear, I coined that darn phrase. I said it for the first time. And, and somebody can go back. If you can find it in archives somewhere, I would welcome it. In fact, I, it would, you'd be doing me a huge favor. And the first time I ever said it in any main forum was I said on Ed Schultz's show in 2004 at the Democratic National Convention. He later changed it. He messed it up, and he said guns got in gays. No, 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 because I wasn't. And, and what he meant was, oh, yeah, Republicans keep distracting people from what's happening in trade or what's happening in the economy. That's not I was what I was talking about. I was not talking about distraction. What I was talking about was a formation of a coalition. The folks who cared lots about big military budgets and making sure that people could own lots of firearms, people that wanted to make sure they didn't have their uh, business practices regulated to protect the environment, make sure that they didn't get taxed particularly, make sure that labor unions didn't make their cost of doing business higher, and that they were able to then get in cahoots with, cover that behavior by saying somehow... That the New Testament somehow, Jesus Christ, instead of being, you know, turning over the tables of the money changers and turning the other cheek, was somehow the voice for big business and big military. And that was, and that was maybe the most important three word, or I guess three word plus an and, insight that ever came up with my whole darn life. And it's been, and, and guns gotten gays has been this phrase that has been, uh, now known by lots of people in the country, but that is not the phrase, and it was misapplied anyhow. It is to understand this coalition, which if you follow what happened with the family and the fellowship and Abraham Veriti, it explains it right there. Anyway, I have more to say about that. God
1: and greed. And greed. And greed. And greed. And greed, absolutely.
0: Alright, you're listening to X-Ray FM, Kicks Portland, kqac hd 3 Portland, 107.1, 91.1 FM, streaming online everywhere at X-Ray.fm. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is News with My Dad. I'm
1: Jeff, and that's my dad, and radio
0: is yours. Well, Pop, do you have any more on international national?
1: No, that's pretty well covered. My international national stuff stuff that a lot of people don't notice and one of the things we try to do on this program is to talk about important stuff. And when we talk about important stuff, unimportant stuff, we try to say so. But William Barr, the boss at the Department of Justice now, is now trying to eliminate the union of immigration judges. The immigration judges have a union, and the judges themselves can't speak out when they see that they are being inadequately provided the ability to do their job, but their union leaders can. And so Barr is trying to get the courts to say, well, no, because that really is a management position, they don't have a right to a union, which is part and partial to what we were just talking about to where the National Prayer Breakfast came.
0: John Bolton is advising a tougher U.K. stance on Iran and China. John Bolton, of course, is Donald Trump's national security advisor. He went to London on Sunday. He'll be participating in talks on Monday and Tuesday, today and tomorrow, with a likely emphasis on building ties with a new pre-Brexit British government. He's expected to urge Britain to toughen their stance on Iran and Chinese telecommunications firm. I think it's, it Hawaii? Is that how it's spelled H-U-A-W-E-I? I Hawaii, it. I believe it's Hawaii, pronounced. thank you. This would mean pressuring British officials to align policies more closely to U.S. policies. Washington has also pressured Tehran with ever-tightening sanctions after Trump withdrew the U.S. from the nuclear deal. So far, Britain has backed the EU in sticking with the nuclear accord known as a joint comprehensive plan of action. However, the seizure of a British oil tanker in the Strait of Hormuz has put pressure on London to consider a different stance.
1: And when a policy isn't working, what you obviously should do is not just follow that policy, but enhance that policy, make that policy even tougher. Was it Einstein who gave the definition of insanity?
0: No, I don't think so. I think it's been ascribed to Einstein, but a lot of things are ascribed to Einstein that he didn't actually say. For instance, one of them is "all theories are wrong, uh, but some are useful," which is a really, uh, which is a really useful uh, uh, quote. But was but that's not what he said, and it wasn't even the thing that was said. A guy named George Box said it, who said all models are wrong, and it and he, it is. Uh, about and it's about uh, that So George Bach is actually the person who typically said it uh, but it's a good idea but it's just handy it's sort of like ascribing things to Abraham Lincoln that he didn't say it's just like well it's, this is an important concept it was said by somebody important so I think it's I think that theory is even if it's wrong is still useful and even if the person you say who said it didn't say it somebody smart probably said it at some point
1: that reminds me of one of my Favorite essays or readings. It's a little, uh, little thing called the Illumination, which is a wonderful thing. Related uh, to Illuminati family. No, the Illumination, in which the the protagonist, the father in this family, <coughs> puts quotes in s- stuff, and he always ascribes the qu- the quotes to somebody else, even though he made them up, because he think it would be he think it would be egotistical to claim them for himself. But the, and I think the, the quote is that all, all generalizations are wrong, including this one. That was another one that was described to, to Einstein. Courts, courts, some interesting things are happening. A, a non-profit organization called Jobs to Move America, which has been an outfit that has encouraged municipalities and states to when they enter into contracts for the purchase of equipment to require the providers of the equipment, whatever it is they're providing, to produce jobs and to produce good working additions and decent wages for those jobs, they are suing the New Flyer company that contracted with the city of Los Angeles to provide buses because New Flyer, Promised, and was part of the contract, promised that they would not only provide more jobs, but they would provide salaries for those jobs and benefits for those jobs. And Jobs to Move America is suing, saying that they have failed to do that. I find that a fascinating case, but it strikes me as something that the city of Los Angeles ought to be bringing, and I'm going to be interested to see how they satisfy the court that they have sound standing to bring the case and as a as a former constitutional lawyer you might want to explain folks what's the significance of standing
0: standing is if you're if you're allowed to bring if you're allowed to bring the case you're not allowed if I have some vague complaint if I if I even have some specific complaint, but it doesn't have anything to do with me, I can't redress I can't redress my grievance in a court of law if I was not directly harmed. Uh, so to ha- and and one of the tools that the uh, uh, w- one of the tools of um, the conservative movement in the Supreme Court or the right wing movement in the Supreme Court and the right movement in courts generally. Is to in fact there was was it was it was it Scalia I think it was Scalia who had who had a bounty who would say it was a, a conservative uh, justice that any case that, that would get a, he would take uh, like a clerk to lunch I think that was the prize if they could find a reason why the federal court didn't have to uh, uh, where, where the federal court didn't have to hear the case. So standing is your ability to bring a lawsuit based on your stake and the outcome, and the, and and sometimes it's cut and dry, but other times it can that argument can be used more broadly. I should think of a couple of good examples of standing. Dad, what's your favorite example of well, a good standing? Well, I'll give you case? I'll give you a simple. You, you, you asked me a legal question in the morning without giving me any heads up prior. <laughs> this is why we have a shared document. But I know I understand you don't look at the shared document.
1: Actually, there was no document last night. All right. There was none, so I'm innocent. I'm making up this example. But imagine that you were living next to someone, and the man began to beat up his wife. And there was no question that he beat up his wife. You had pictures of his beating up his wife. But you would not be able to bring the lawsuit because it was the wife who got hurt. You didn't. But you might then argue, yes, you were hurt because the noise that emanated from her screams and the effect that it had on the value of your house gave you standing. That would be the kind of that, that's a, a simple example that. Uh, and, where it ends up being,
0: it. and where it ends up being tricky is when you have uh, cases of broad, not particularly specific impact. For instance, who has standing to go after, and, and this is a, well, here's something we've actually talked about uh, the kids in, I think it's Eugene, who've been suing. The federal government for over climate change and emissions, and the question is: Well, do they have standing? Are are they specifically harmed by this? They well, yeah, we breathe the air and we're going to live for a long time, and so yes, we have standing. Under some environmental laws, uh, you, you do have standing to sue about, for instance, waterways and some other stuff. But that's one of the places where it can be sort of tricky. Others, you know, who has standing, for instance, to sue over. A over-redistricting case. You can say, "Well, I." You got to be able to identify the specific uh, grievance you are addressing. Anyway, that's probably enough on standing for this morning.
1: Okay, the, uh, we're talking about courts. Some other interesting things happening in courts. The Ninth Circuit has told Google that the class action brought against them about their using biometric facial data can proceed. So that will be an interesting thing to watch and see how it happens. And while we're talking about Google, just to mention...
0: Are you Are talking we? I wasn't talking about it. Go ahead. I,
1: I'm talking about oh, Google.
0: okay. <laughs> That's we. <weak. laughs>
1: well, when I say we're talking about, I it's not the royal we. Right. <laughs> I'm just giving you the benefit of the doubt.
0: Pre- appreciate it.
1: That a, a report recently said that Google has more temporary employees and contractors than it has permanent employees. And do you know why that is advantageous to Google? No. Well, because they don't have to pay any of those folks all kinds of benefits sure. that permanent employees get.
0: Well, that if you were looking forward to seeing The Hunt, this is the film where rich people hunted poor people.
1: By, by, by elite progressives, <laughs> we're not going to be able to see it.
0: We're, we're, we're yeah we're not gonna be able to see the hunt no, it got, It's it got gonna, canceled. gonna be too and also dad here's pop culture with pop. I know you have been watching closely I know I know you've been watching closely when Miley Cyrus and Liam Hensworth hooked up and I know it's something that you care a lot about and uh, but I, I want you to know that uh, I, I, I presumably you already do but in case in case you missed it for people who are listening who missed it that after less than a year of marriage, uh, Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth uh, are, are breaking up
1: actually I saw the headline and I didn't take the time even to bone up on you didn't think who it was they important were enough? and who they are and, you, and there might be some of our listeners who have the same question why don't you tell folks who they well, are I don't really know, no, I <laughs> why, do know. Why, it, why it merits a headline
0: Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana I think she's done some stuff since then. But, I, but Miley Cyrus is Hannah Montana. And Liam Hemsworth is Thor's brother. I think he's also done some stuff. But, the, but Hannah Montana and Thor's brother were married. And I thought that I usually think those Hollywood, Mar- Hollywood marriages are going to last forever. But this one, this one didn't.
1: Not quite a year.
0: Not, a, and not forever. <laughs> Neither a year nor forever.
1: Well before we get away from court news...
0: That, I I get, I, get, I thought I had gotten as far away from court news I, as I, someone I, I, I possibly I, I could. I don't want
1: to get away from court news. Okay. Monsanto is being sued by something like 18,000 people for its Roundup and there's a, a report unverified but that they have offered 8 billion dollars to settle the suit. But it turns out that Monsanto had what they called the fusion center. And the job of the fusion center was to attack and actually to do everything they could to destroy anyone who spoke out against what they do with Roundup and other pesticides. They especially went out to discredit Kerry Gillum who was a journalist and who did a book on it. They went after Neil Young, who is a musician, who had music, songs about it. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happened to them. But there, there is a, a classic example of how corporations are wonderful inventions, but they should be our servants, not our masters. And Monsanto done pretty well at being the master.
0: Before we get away from bear news, I just want to say that a bear broke into a Colorado home and then smashed through the wall to get away from police. Uh, this this happened, this story was updated by CNN at 5.30 Eastern Time this morning. He broke, his, the bear was hungry, he broke into the home in Colorado, and then when the cops arrived, he made a daring escape, smashing through a hole in the wall to get away from the building. That is what we've got this morning in Bear News.
1: <laughs> you said as long as we were talking about bear. Well, yeah.
0: before <laughs> I said before we get away from Bear News. I wanted oh, to make sure we talked oh, about that okay. piece of Bear News.
1: Okay, another piece, another piece of court action, which I find interesting. A sheriff's deputy... I like court
0: action. I like thinking about court action.
1: A sheriff's deputy in Lee County, North Carolina, is suing the county and suing two towns because he says he lost his job or had to leave his job and was prevented from getting a job from two towns as a law enforcement officer because he was not willing to help train women. And the reason he was not willing to help train women is that it would require him to, from time to time, be alone with a woman, which would violate the Billy Graham rule. Do you remember what the Billy Graham rule was?
0: I don't remember the Billy Graham Oh, yes, I do know the the, the Billy Graham rule is uh, you can't be, a a man can't be alone with a woman unless there are other people present. That is correct. Unless that woman is his wife.
1: And that's, that's wife, that's exactly right, which uh, Mike Pence apparently <laughs> ascribes to or is said to ascribe to, which of course is uh, is just one great example of discrimination against women, because if you can't be alone in a room with a woman, that means there are just a whole lot of jobs that women can't have. And kind of related to this, a very interesting analysis looking at for threads that might be common to mass murderers the most common thread that seems to be identifiable is misogyny
0: my wife's been saying that for uh, has been saying that for a long time. In fact, that she tweets about it, and my dog tweets about it. My dog is here for, with me right now, so he can't tweet. But uh, that that every time there is a every time there's a mass gun murder, you can look in you can look in backgrounds to find uh, to find what you just said. But here, Dad, uh, before we get away from Scaramucci news. Uh, that I, I, before before we get too far away from talking about Anthony Scaramucci, <laughs> like bears, Anthony Scaramucci no longer backs Trump's reelection. Did you have you seen this? You're kidding me. I'm not. I'm not kidding. You're you. kidding me. So
1: holy smoke, the worm turns.
0: It Well, it, and what I want to say is not just the is not just the back and forth, and who Anthony Scaramucci supports for president. I don't know is very important. But he is somewhat vocal, and he has been he has consistently defended the president. But finally, when when Donald Trump had said some so blatantly racist things, that Anthony Scaramucci didn't feel comfortable in the country club he wanted to join, he said, "Oh, this is uh, the president's gone too far. He needs to retract this language." And finally, criticized the president, and Trump just lit into him on on his you know on his favorite platform, a website called Twitter.com, and uh, and said, "Oh, he was nothing without me," and uh, and. It, the only reason he, he only worked for me for a little bit he doesn't really know me but it, it i've said for a while and i and i wish somebody I, I hope this would leak to somewhere maybe when i when i host the national show when i guess those national show i can leak to some more places and by leak i don't mean secretly go i mean you know trickle around and that is just understanding basic game theory the basic prisoner's dilemma, the basic tit-for-tat strategy, which computer programs showed was the best way to over time win at the prisoner's dilemma, and there's some variations of tit-for-tat that can beat basic tit-for-tat. But generally speaking, the in the in the most uh, frequently played game theory game there was what, what the heck is game theory? If anybody saw the movie A Beautiful Mind, John Nash, that's the dude that that kind of was the, was the early thinker around game theory. And there was a time in the, in the 90s when it seemed like game theory was, was going to dominate planning. But you realize, well, actually, in complex dynamic systems, uh, s- simplistic games break down their theory. But setting that aside for a moment, the basic uh, payoff of prison dilemma, people know, if you cooperate, if both of you cooperate, then you uh, then you both win a little something. If one of you defects and the other cooperates, the person who defects wins and the cooperator loses. And if, if you both defect, that could therefore create an incentive to defect. But if you both defect, you're both hosed. What they learned was in this that if you play a tit-for-tat strategy where if your, friend, if, if your counterpart is a friend, you are a friend back, And this is in multi-shot play relationships. When you're going to be playing the Prisoner Dilemma game or you're playing this this, uh, sort of tit-for-tat game more than one time in a row, right? And if that person, if your counterpart cooperates, then you cooperate. If your counterpart defects, then you defect. And you send them signals. If you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. If you help me, I'm going to help you. This is Donald Trump's strategy. Every... it, and so every time somebody whacks him, he whacks back. Every time somebody says something nice, it's more likely for him to say something nice. This is why there have been international preparation briefings saying, well, say nice things to the president. Uh, and somebody says, well, it's because he's sensitive. Well, maybe. But regardless, he plays a tit-for-tat strategy. And he played a tit-for-tat strategy on Scaramucci, which was Scaramucci, cooperate, 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 cooperate. Defend Trump, defend Trump, defend Trump, defend Trump, defend Trump, defend Trump. Defend Trump. And then finally says, well... He shouldn't be a complete racist. He shouldn't be just a total and absolute racist. Or if he's going to be it, he should he should tone down his racist rhetoric to be more of a racist in private. And to that, to that defection, to that not cooperate, Donald Trump hits him back with whatever, 12.2 million Twitter.com followers. And now Scaramucci does say that he no longer backs Trump's re-election he says that there may need to be a different 2020 presidential candidate uh, among the republicans and he says he's no longer an active supporter of president trump but the real thing i wanted to say was to remind folks to help people understand so we learn things we don't just we're not just pa- watching as passersby we learn things from some of this so that's why i want to talk about that game theory crap
1: so, which reminds me reminds me that something that the MSM or, or Fox News or anybody doesn't talk about is what all of this indicates demonstrates that DDT does with his time. He where did how did he happen to come upon the tweet that uh, uh, about Clinton's being responsible for Epstein's death. How did he happen to come upon the story about Scaramucci? How does he happen to come upon all this? And what it means is that he is spending inordinate amounts of time watching Twitter and watching television rather than learning stuff so that he can propose stuff, so that he can make judgments on stuff that make the United States of America a better place it is just absolutely phenomenal
0: dad do, what do you uh, um, if you were asked well i'm going to ask you but if you were strategizing for the eventual democratic nominee for the u.s presidency and you were saying what is this campaign about how would you beat you know, time, history has time for only one sentence for only one person you're given a chance to give a sentence and this is a little bit of an ambush. You can, you, it won't be the only time you have a chance to say this, if you want to think about it for a little bit or if you want to change your answer at some point. But if you are asked in a high-level strategy meeting how to beat Donald Trump, the focus of the campaign, what would your focus be?
1: Boy, there are so many places. It's part of the challenge. Part that's, of the challenge is the challenge. that is
0: there so many critiques that those critiques can end up just being synonym for, I don't really like this guy.
1: Something that occurs to me, and I don't want to be wedded to this, but something that occurs to me that could be said in just a few words. Voters of America, the question we face this November is whether the president should be... Me first, or you first? Elect me, it'll be your first. For the last three and a half years, it has been me first.
0: Tim Wise, who uh, I had a chance to interview the other day, and I saw it just on MSNBC this weekend. For him, the argument is: we just got it's got to be like David Duke, uh, where in West Virginia, where the entire argument is about Trump's racism. That if it's if it's not about that and if we're also talking about his hairline, if we're also talking about the dumb things he says, if we're also talking about how much he golfs, if we also talk about how much he walks watches TV, it cheapens the critique of his racism and makes it seem like that is just something but now it's a little bit like having you know, it's a little bit like having a dishonest hairline. It's a little bit like having a it's uh, a little bit like Playing too much golf—it's a little bit like I don't know cheating on your taxes—and he'd go straight. To that and he makes a strong argument. And I, I will say I do not yet have—I do not yet have a conclusion, which is why I asked the question because I'm curious about it. The—the uh, the argument that I was pretty much—and um, I found Tim Wise's case pretty uh, persuasive. The argument that uh, I was pretty much bought into two years ago, and I still think if I had to pick at this moment, it'd be the one I'd pick is just focusing on corruption, and just focusing on the vast corruption that includes Mitch McConnell, that includes Donald Trump, that is not merely about a set of policies, it's not merely about uh, Donald Trump trying to claim credit for the economy whose growth began eight years ago, uh, 10 years ago. It is it is about this deep culture of corruption uh, that connects the National Rifle Association, that connects the fossil fuel organizations, uh, and, and and that also justifies and makes clear the necessity of passing something like HR one, like House Resolution one. Uh, by the way, shout out democracy nerd. And and I think that's a um, and I think that's a pretty good case. But the one that just occurred to me, he's not a very good president. And one could imagine. I think that a banal candidate. And I you know there's a candidate I like. But I think, and I don't know who this banal candidate would be, but I think a banal candidate could beat Donald Trump. And that banal candidate, because most people, we need a fighter, Avenatti, we need a fighter. Maybe you need a fighter, I don't know. But I think you can make the case the guy's just not a very good president. He he doesn't tell the truth enough. He doesn't work hard enough. He doesn't know what he's doing enough. He doesn't uh, understand who world leaders are enough. He doesn't know what's at stake enough. He doesn't probably know the price of milk. He just doesn't. He's just not smart enough. Not disciplined. He's not a very good president. I think it would be interest. I think you know, that's my other thought that I have. Uh, it's about time though Dad, to add to a straw in the wind because uh, because with that commentary I've stolen our time. Any quick headlines you want to say before a straw? Yeah, on just, the wind?
1: just really quick. Uber announces that it had a 5.2 billion dollar loss in the second quarter. 3.9 billion of that was for stock based compensation, which is of course giving their managers stock options, but they st- still lost 1.3 billion dollars in their operations and they're predicting a 3 to 3.2 billion loss for the year. Boy, I'm sure glad that I didn't buy into their IPO because the IPO purchasers are real losers. Also a mention that in Alaska, there is a serious recall effort, and I say serious because it has the backing of some big names, to recall Governor Mike Dunleavy, whose $400,000 removal of funds from higher education has resulted in the loss of 2,500 scholarships for just one thing to go after him. So I think those are worth mentioning. And just one thing, state and local, we should mention because it just happened Friday. Governor Brown... Kate Brown only exercised her veto power over two things, and they were both line-item vetoes. She vetoed the $500,000 the legislature wanted to give counties to plan U, UB, UGB as, as uh, boundaries. A boundary. Yeah, saying that it was really a state function, and she vetoed the reduction... Of five million dollars to the medical board rainy day fund, saying that no, they should have that money. She passed on the West Side and the the um, what am I saying? The Newport Dam, and she passed on twenty four thirty seven the Dix ditch excavation vote. And we just mentioned that the Association for Fire Ecology is predicting that the west side and coast fire are coming, that the water is not going to be enough, and where all the big fires are always in southern Oregon or eastern Oregon or central Oregon. So the rain isn't going to stop them. We're not going to. Darn it. And, And last, some good news. Vancouver Lake is reopened, and most of the trails in the Columbia, the lower Columbia, are reopened.
0: A downtown high-end building is betting that it's going to be able to bring in record-breaking prices. We'll talk more about this.
1: $450 a night? We'll talk yeah, about that Yeah, that's the Ritz call. We'll
0: talk about that on Thursday. Also on Thursday, we'll talk about Block 216, uh, which is going to be on 9th and Alder. Uh, it costs $600 million. They intend to charge $1,350 to $1,900 per square foot for the condos to put to put that in perspective one and, that means, and a half
1: million for a one bedroom
0: yeah a, 700, a 750 like square foot
1: a straw.
0: apartment would be uh, 1.1 million I think that's our hint dad to do straw in the wind go ahead
1: okay I have two straws in the wind first the city of Berkeley has banned any new natural gas hookups so if you have natural gas now you're okay but if you want it the future, you're out of luck, and this could be really significant, we just have to watch because whatever the Oklahoma judge does, as rather the Ohio judge, federal judge, does in the case of Oklahoma versus Johnson & Johnson is going to be very significant because Judge Thad Bachman is considering the demand that Oklahoma is making for $17.2 billion dollars from Johnson & Johnson, for their contribution to the opioid crisis. Watch that one. I believe the opioid
0: crisis is related to the opioid crisis.
1: Well, Dad, we did it again. But we'll be back on Thursday.
0: And thank you, everybody. Thank you to Morel Inc. Thank you to Tom Dwyer Automotive. And thank you to each and every one of our X-Ray members. We couldn't do it without you. Love you, Pop.